Chapter 21 of Discourses on the First Decade of Titus Livius, Book 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Discourses on the First Decade of Titus Livius, Book 3, by Niccolo Machiavelli. Translated by Ninian Hill Thompson. Chapter 21. How it happened that Hannibal, pursuing a course contrary to that taken by Scipio, wrought the same results in Italy which the other achieved in Spain. Some, I suspect, may marvel to find a captain, taking a contrary course, nevertheless arrive at the same ends as those who have pursued the methods above spoken of, since it must seem as though success did not depend on the causes I have named. Nay, that if glory and fame are to be won in other ways, these causes neither add to our strength nor advance our fortunes. Wherefore, to make my meaning plain, and not to part company with the men of whom I have been speaking, I say that, as on the one hand, we see Scipio enter Spain, and by his humane and generous conduct at once secure the goodwill of the province and the admiration and reverence of its inhabitants so on the other hand we see hannibal enter italy and by methods wholly opposite to wit by violence and rapine by cruelty and treachery of every kind effect in that country the very same results for all the states of Italy revolted in his favor, and all the Italian nations ranged themselves on his side. When we seek to know why this was, several reasons present themselves, the first being that men so passionately love change, that, commonly speaking, those who are well off are as eager for it as those who are badly off. For, as already has been said with truth, men are pampered by prosperity soured by adversity this love of change therefore makes them open the door to any one who puts himself at the head of new movements in their country and if he be a foreigner they adopt his cause if a fellow-countryman they gather round him and become his partisans and supporters so that whatever methods he may there use he will succeed in making great progress moreover men being moved by two chief passions love and fear he who makes himself feared commands with no less authority than he who makes himself loved nay as a rule is followed and obeyed more implicitly than the other it matters little however which of these two ways a captain chooses to follow provided he be of transcendent valour and has thereby won for himself a great name for when like hannibal or scipio a man is very valiant this quality will cloak any error he may commit in seeking either to be too much loved or too much feared yet from each of these two tendencies grave mischiefs and such as lead to the ruin of a prince may arise for he who would be greatly loved if he swerve ever so little from the right road, becomes contemptible, while he who would be greatly feared, if he go a jot too far, incurs hatred. 
and since it is impossible our nature not allowing it to adhere to the exact mean it is essential that any excess should be balanced by an exceeding valour as it was in hannibal and scipio and yet we find that even they while they were exalted by the methods they followed were also injured by them how they were exalted has been shown the injury which scipio suffered was that in spain his soldiers in concert with certain of his allies rose against him for no other reason than that they stood in no fear of him for men are so restless that if ever so small a door be opened to their ambition they forthwith forget all the love they have borne their prince in return for his graciousness and goodness as did these soldiers and allies of scipio when to correct the mischief he was forced to use something of a cruelty foreign to his nature as to hannibal we cannot point to any particular instance wherein his cruelty or want of faith are seen to have been directly hurtful to him but we may well believe that naples and other towns which remained loyal to the roman people did so by reason of the dread which his character inspired this however is abundantly clear that his inhumanity made him more detested by the romans than any other enemy they ever had so that while to pyrrhus in italy with his army they gave up the traitor who offered to poison him hannibal even when disarmed and a fugitive they never forgave until they had compassed his death to hannibal therefore from his being accounted impious perfidious and cruel these disadvantages resulted but on the other hand there accrued to him one great gain noticed with admiration by all historians namely that in his army although made up of men of every race and country no dissensions ever broke out among the soldiers themselves nor any mutiny against their leader this we can only ascribe to the awe which his character inspired which together with the great name his valour had won for him had the effect of keeping his soldiers quiet and united i repeat therefore that it is of little moment which method a captain may follow if he be endowed with such valour as will bear him out in the course which he adopts for as i have said there are disadvantages incident to both methods unless corrected by extraordinary valour and now since i have spoken of scipio and hannibal the former of whom by praiseworthy the latter by odious qualities effected the same results i must not i think omit to notice the characters of two roman citizens who by different yet both by honourable methods obtained a like glory End of chapter twenty one recording by linda johnson